Hello, this is Bill Lytell again for some wisdom for your walk. Through these 50 years of working in the local church uh, as assistant pastor for at the beginning and a pastor for these many years, I have counseled numbers of marriages that are right on the verge of divorce. Usually when people come to me with marriage counseling, uh, it's like a plane whose both engines are on fire and they're in a vertical decline, and they come into my office and say, Preacher, can you help us? And a lot of times I'm tempted to say, uh, jump. <clears throat> but the Bible forbids divorce, at least it, it's, God said in the Old Testament, I hate divorce. Uh, he gave provision for divorce in Deuteronomy 24 for the Old Testament. In the New Testament, he strengthened that whole thing. Jesus reiterated the whole subject of divorce in Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 19, uh, Mark chapter 10, Luke chapter 16. He completely reiterated the whole thing, tightened it up, said you got to go back to Adam and Eve. In the beginning, there wasn't divorce. It was just a male and female and obviously, by example, they were to be married for their entire life until death do us part. And then he added to that, he says, what well, God has joined together, let no man put asunder. This is not a podcast on marriage, but yet it is. When I see these people come in, and they're just normal people, I mean, just average people, you know, many, many couples have come in through the years. They're just angry at each other. I mean, sometimes only one of the two is really angry and unforgiving, has an unforgiving spirit, or we would call bitter towards the other one. Sometimes the one may not bitter at all. They, in fact, they would love to see the thing work. They would love to see the thing stay together, work out. But the one has just, over a period of years, accumulated all these uh, bitternesses, unforgiving spirit-type pervasion in their in their marriage and they just get where they once loved this person now they can't stand them now i tell you this there's no perfect people you get married you're going to commit trespasses against your mate you're going to say things against your mate do things against your mate you're going to act like a jerk sometimes you're going to you're going to you're going to do sinful things against your mate you're going to possibly fight and argue and cuss and accuse them of things they didn't do or Possibly just be mean-spirited. I hate to say it, but the Romans chapter 3 says that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's no perfect people out there. Some people seem to be a little better than others. That's what you can see. What I want to get at is what Jesus said on the cross, or and the whole thing at Calvary, we can learn so much from it. Luke chapter 23, 34 then said Jesus, they're crucifying him. He said, Father, forgive them. He's talking to the Roman soldiers. For they know not what they do. And they parted his remnant and cast lots. They never stopped doing what they were doing. They were, they were crucifying Christ. They had harassed Christ up to this point. They had slapped him, made fun of him, mocked him, scourged him put a crown of thorns upon his head, purple robe, bowed down before him and said, Oh, hail king, give him a little reed, as that was his scepter. They took the reed out of his hand, hit him on the head with the crown of thorns on. That's called the king's game. I was in Israel in, Kaifa, in, the, in the palace of uh, 
where Jesus very likely stood on the very stones that Jesus, <clears throat> excuse me, stood when they were trying him, when the Roman soldier took him over to the side to scourge him. And it's well known historically that they had a thing called the King's Game. They would take some poor soul that had been condemned to death and by crucifixion, and they would take him over in a room to scourge and then strip him of their clothes, give him this purple robe, and uh, give him a little reed, and this, the Roman soldiers would bow down to him and say, Oh, king! Oh, king! They'd play this little king's game. And the, the puzzle to the king's game, or the scratching in the, in the stone, is in that place. You can see the king's game in the place there, and they would oftentimes just, they wouldn't, wasn't enough for the Romans just to kill you physically. They wanted to torment your soul all the way to the grave. It was just horrific. And what Jesus went through was absolutely unconscionable. It was horrific. It was past what you and I can imagine. And so no, no married couple out there, if you're listening to me, has any reason not to forgive your mate. No friend out there has any reason not to forgive your friend. No child out there has any reason not to forgive your parents. No, no employee out there has any reason not to forgive your employer. I'm telling you, if Jesus can forgive the Roman soldiers <clears throat> for what they did to him, Father, forgive them. But they know not what they do. And I can say this, you can forgive. The Bible is explicit, straight up and down, can't get away from it, no wiggle room about forgiveness. It's been preached on a lot because it's talked a lot in the Bible, the New Testament. Matthew 6, Matthew 5, it says, Jesus taught disciples to pray, he said, Father, forgive, he says in, the, in that prayer, he says, forgive us our trespasses or our debts as we forgive those that are debtors or those who trespass against us. So for, I like the version where it says, forgive us our trespasses, we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive those who owe us. Forgive those who've damaged us. Forgive those who've walked over us. Forgive those who talk bad about us. Forgive those who tried to uh, pull us down and, and hurt us in some way or another. Forgive those who've hurt you. And then you'll be forgiven. Matthew chapter 7, look it up. First couple of verses. If you don't forgive, you'll not be forgiven. I'm talking to some Christian out there, possibly listening to this podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. That you're holding some unforgiveness on somebody. Mom, dad, brother, sister aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, employer, employee, somebody at school, somebody you've had association with. You're just holding something against them. Now, what's funny about bitterness is people don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit, I'm not a bitter preacher. I'm just hurt. I'm not a bitter preacher. I'm just, I'm just damaged some. Well, I mean, I get being hurt. I get being damaged. But bitterness doesn't go away when, it, when things heal up. It stays there. Their memory stays there. The, the, the thought of, of anger comes up when you review that 
situation in your mind again. I can't believe that person did that to me. I just can't believe it. I just can't believe they did that. And then it goes on and on and on. And it'll destroy you. Destroy whatever relationship you have with those people. You'll not, you don't want to be around people you're bitter with. You don't want to go out to eat with people you're bitter with. You don't want to fellowship with people you're bitter with. Yet, all of us, all of us have faults. All of us have things wrong with us. All of us do stupid stuff. All of us get angry when we shouldn't. All of us say things we shouldn't say. Come on. Get real with yourself. You know you do that. And so we need to be forgiven. And God knows we need to go before the throne of grace and have mercy and forgiveness and receive grace. We need the Lord Jesus and his shed blood to cover over us. We need to have our feet washed every day as we walk through this old wicked world. We're not getting saved every day. We're just getting cleaned up every day. If you confess your sins, it says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's daily washing, spiritual washing. So you may have gone 100 days and not had a bath spiritually. You may have gone five years and not had a bath spiritually. You may have gone 10 years and not had a bath spiritually. You stink. You stink to God. He wants to forgive you, but he said, I won't forgive you if you don't forgive. And that makes sense to me. If you won't forgive, why should he forgive you? <clears throat> You're a Christian. I'm talking. I'm pleading. I'm begging you. Ask God, <clears throat> excuse me, to forgive you. Go in your mind over, so let's say, dear Holy Spirit, show me who I'm better at. And, oh, it may be your husband, it may be your wife. Show me where I have an unforgiving spirit or how I have an unforgiving spirit. Ask God. Seriously pray day after day. Lord, show me if I have an unforgiving spirit to somebody. Show me, Lord God. Please, don't let me go on life with, with, with a bitter spirit or an unforgiving spirit to someone. I want my sins forgiven. You shouldn't take communion unless you review this kind of stuff. You ought to go over your heart and say, is there anything between me and you, Lord Jesus? And if there's something unforgiven, then there is something between you and him. I'm begging in the name of Jesus. Review this. Take this so serious. Because if the Lord Jesus can forgive those old Roman soldiers who did him so dirty, you and I can forgive anybody, anything they've done to us. Now, they may not accept the forgiveness, and they may not even want, not even want to be forgiven, but I'm gonna, on my end of it, I'm going to be clean. I'm asking him to forgive me. And I will say, Lord God, I'm not holding nothing. That's why my wife and I have been married 52 years, and we love each other. We're not just enduring this thing. We're loving each other. We're loving being with each other. I've watched marriages at work. And even unsaved people have marriages at work. And why they work is because somehow or another they got the understanding of this principle by not holding stuff on each other. And they get to have a relationship together. They're willing to, to just let things go by. Not get angry, not get bitter, not get horribly, horribly divisive this, this subject is to people. It'll divide you from your best folks. Oh, may God give you some wisdom for your walk.